This is Recorded Podcast, another day, another podcast. I'm here with another Atlanta legend. Y'all will know soon. If you don't know already, please introduce yourself. My name is Joshua Budd, coming from the West End of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, West End. I hear about that all the time. Explain the West End for people like me that don't know. Uh, it's an historical place for sure, for sure. Um, where all the HBCUs are. My dad, he went to Morehouse, so that's where I ended up living after I was conceived, I guess you could say. I was over there for a little bit. Um, definitely known for us to get a fabulous women. A lot of beautiful black queens coming from that side. And like I said, like Spelman's over there, Morehouse is over there, Clark Atlanta's over there, so the West End, man, that's a beautiful place. I think homecoming is this weekend. Will you attend any uh, festivities? No, nah, nah, I'm going to be in the gym with that one, you know what I'm saying? I hope everybody's safe, though. I got some family over there in the school, so. Man, it's definitely beautiful. Like, I went uh, probably, like, two years ago and just was a part of that, and it was like, man, like, it's magical, and that's Atlanta in a nutshell. It's just a yeah. magical place. Like, when you black, it just does something to you. It just changes something in you that you didn't even know was there. Like, right. everybody talk about, like, I came from California from high school here, and it was like, yeah, me, I was like, yo, there's so many trees. Like, you right. stuff you take for granted, like, trees. Atlanta is just, like, yeah. it. It really is. So how was Atlanta growing up for you, like, in Atlanta? I mean, it was, it was everything I could have really uh, hoped for, I guess, from a younger standpoint standpoint um my uncle he had a barbershop down here uh my dad had a lot of college pride so just from we literally staying on the same street as my house for real for real so it wasn't too uh out of the normal for us to end up over there on that campus and him just showing me around and giving me the history everything and barbershop culture was real heavy you know what i'm saying and um my uncle played a big part in just, I guess, giving me game uh, from his point of view, being a barber. And then they just have real strong Southern values when it comes to the barber shops. And uh, shit, as a kid, we had Krispy Kreme and my favorite Chinese spot around the corner. And there was this fish fry spot, too, that was pretty hard. I think it's still over there off of Metropolitan, too. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, but I love it, man. Like, I got a lot of Atlanta pride. I got Atlanta tatted big as hell on my leg, right above my knee. So I never really forget. And Atlanta is just, I mean, like I said, it's really that magical place because it's black all over. Like right. like you said, the barbershop is what only most people have, like, in other areas is the barbershop. Like, mm-hmm. you know you got to go to a black barbershop. Right. Like, you in Idaho, you wherever, you like, yo, I can't have anybody. I can't get the super cuts, though. Right. Like, I need <laughs> I need to be clean. I need to be right. Like, I love the show This Is Us. I'll be watching that. And even showed that, like, he grew up with a white family, but they right. had to find a black barbershop for him. It was like, yo, y'all cutting his hair wrong. Yeah. It's a scene, I think season two or one, like, it was like a black lady was like, yo, you got to get him right. Like, right. you got him with this little whack haircut. Right. So, man, and the barbershop is, man, just deeply rooted in black culture. There's so many conversations really? and arguments, but debates and 
you know, you, it's you all the substance though. Yeah, you could, you, you know, you your entrepreneur spirit could start there from sweeping hair or right. whatever. Right. Like the barbershop is just man, like it. it. So how was like school for you? How what kind of student you were, and how were you in school? School was uh, interesting, man. Like my dad uh, exposed me to girls early, so it wasn't too long after I was in love with girls where I was real heavy into what sneakers I had and clothes I was wearing. Given I did play sports, it was a time where it just kind of transpired, getting more into fashion, and that's kind of what led me into college, I guess you could say, when I was on my fashion marketing pathway, trying to learn the fashion game from the inside out. But, um, yeah, no, school was cool. I guess I was um, a part of the cool crowd, I guess you could say. I didn't really have no problems like that, other than, I guess, one year in high school, I guess I got too friendly with too many people's girlfriends. But that's neither here nor there. But, it was a good experience, you know, the good and the bad. It definitely taught me uh, a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I guess being exposed to what I was exposed to at a younger age, um, I guess that would has me, you know, what some would say, an old spirit. But, uh, yeah, man, I love it. I, I, I can't complain about my upbringing in school at all. Majority of my niggas, they still here. You know what I'm saying? The size of women's in heaven now, but... God bless. Yeah, uh, for sure. Now, do you think Atlanta out of the South has the most slick talk out of the South? <laughs> now, you, it's hard to ask you because you're from yeah, here. Right. But, you know, you think of like, uh, man, I could listen to Big Boy talk oh, all yeah, day. Shout slick. out to Big Boy. Like, Big Boy really don't get enough credit. Right, nah. Like, Andre 3000, we know him. We right. know him. We know his name. Right. We know everything, and he's a whole legend, and everybody loves him. And I think more of his spirit more than anything. But, mm-hmm. like, when you talk that talk, big boy, I'm like, whoa. Like, I don't even know what he just said. Yeah. Like, it's like, why? Like, so, in your opinion, even though it's biased, right. because you're from here, yeah. which South region has the slickest talk? I mean, if it, if it wasn't, you know, us, I would say Texas for real, for real, like, Texas, I just like exactly what they got going on for real. Yeah, going going to uh, you know Sweet Jones himself, you know, can see you know one of the greats, and then Bun, they they did their thing for sure, definitely big fans of UGK, and they they talk that talk, man. Yeah, legend, I man, I think you're right. I mean, it's definitely you could. Go for days like New Orleans. Them two, yeah, no, you, can't you know, like they, you know, they got their own. They got their own vibe, sure. but it's just I don't know, man. Atlanta, it's just really, I don't know. They just got it. Yeah, you know? I was saying that order though. You know, if anything, those is the top three. Atlanta, yeah. Texas, and uh, New Orleans for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think of Florida, you think of like Geechee and the Goons. Yeah. They got that real. They kind of up they front. Got too, they got too much uh, different Spanish culture down there for me to put them in the forefront. Don't get yeah. me wrong. They got, yeah. it's definitely uh, a lot going on with our culture down there too, but. Yeah, it's everything. It's yeah. a it's like I mean the a boat where most people is coming in, sneaking in, right. doing their thing, doing what's best for their family. It's from everywhere. Right. It get hit the tip of Florida right there, and mm-hmm. you don't know who's coming in. So it's I mean it's hard, but uh, you know Atlanta, 
Of course, we're going to say Atlanta. We yeah. in Atlanta. We're looking at the backdrop of Atlanta. Yeah, we're going to get the visuals yeah, one of these days, man. We got a whole vibe. I ask people this all the time. What's your first song or first movie that you ever remember? It's a very hard question, but I just like picking people's brains like that. Uh, damn, it ain't got to be exactly the first, but what's a song that like... No, nah, I could probably pinpoint that, man, because that's crazy that you say that. It's like a lot of people... Um, I don't know whether it's just like good or bad turmoil or I guess not having too many things where they can pinpoint back in the past, but that's one of the things that I can always go far back in my memory with, whether it's off of women or music or style of clothes, you know, but music for sure, for sure. If it wasn't a ludicrous song or like a Pastor Choice song, like on some outside of the radio or even on the radio probably vice versa was probably going crazy no one playing GA but one I can definitely say I remember on some radio like big record was Swing My Way with uh, KP and Envy nice like skating ring wise that's my shit still to this day Man. I still put that on and just remember like that you know what I'm beat and like man it's just when it first come in it's like whoa right. you like you yeah. already it's like the room will stop because everybody yeah. knows. Like, and I think I wasn't here, but I feel like that's when the Bankhead Bounce first came out. And got nah, that, that was that was a little bit before that, but still, like that, wow. it, it bleeds into it for sure. Like, um, and then to me, I mean, aside from the radio, I was in the skating rink. You know what I'm saying, culture. So. Like I was saying, we was up on the elevator, you know, I'm probably going to hit Cascade once we're done with this. I just... Catch a vibe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Catch a vibe. Like, we'll see how beautiful people in the Did they represent it well in ATL? ATL was one of my favorite movies. Mine too. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I, I, it, no complaints. What's crazy is, as a kid, I was just so, like, rebellious with my thought. Since I was living that life, I guess you could say, I was, like, turned off to the movie at first. But once I actually went to go see it with my big cousin, I just... To this day, still love it. That's what introduced me to a ghetto fabulous woman, if you will. To, uh, it gave me that imagery and showed me like my life on the big screen. Like I, I had the phone. I bought it off Apple. You feel me? Like I mean, I had a movie. I got it on my phone. So like I watched that at least once a week. You it's, know what I'm saying? Man, me and my wife used to watch that every night. Like um, when she was in college. Clayton State, like literally every night, like we just, we know all the parts, right. we know everything, like you know Rashad and all. Oh man, yeah. Oh man, when he uh, oh you again and all. Like, oh <laughs> right. man, we just do all the bars, like yeah. KP Soul Food, man. Right. It's just so many. Like I remember, I was living with my homies at the time when it first came on DVD. And I was on the fucking blow-up bed watching yeah. that joint. We a bunch of niggas in one room watching yeah. that movie over and over. Like, Atlanta, I don't know, not one person who does not like that movie. Yeah, actually, that hustling and flow, certain movies like that, especially if you're from the South, like, that's just going to be staple movies in your childhood. For real, for real. I'm like, I can't wait to just buy a few copies of those so I could just have some as memorabilia and the one that... I have after I lose one scratch on that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, my, that's just a great movie. My father-in-law just he put up uh, uh like posters, like movie posters, like uh, Juice and 
Yeah. Uh, Boomerang, the iconic ones. He's older than me, but for me, if I have a movie room, I'm like, I gotta get ATL. Like, yeah. Cause even the poster is nice. It's yeah, iconic. No, I'm so. And I remember pulling up to prom in a big ass pink outfit. Yeah. Uh, suit. Uh, to which you know about that uh, on my nasty ass CD player yeah. that you put the tape in the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, that was my ringtone. Oh, I remember that. Like, oh, it was so nasty. I looked yeah. at that prom picture the other day. Like, why the fuck is this suit so big? Like, it was 2006. And I'm like, this is, this is <laughs> like, who didn't love me that they let me go outside like that? Yeah, like, man, that's the, that's that's why I was going to church on Easter, man. So uh, I can't even, can't even be mad at that, man. Oh, uh, it was just, and it was like in the middle of the hyphy movement. So oh, I had man. stunner shades from the yeah. Dollar Tree. Nobody knew where I was getting them from. It was yeah. like, yo, he's probably going to downtown LA. I'm like, yeah. no, nigga, I'm going to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> you don't know. know. No, I'm from New York, but I've been okay. everywhere, man. Yeah, I've been. Up. It's just, ah, uh, uh, those days. Uh, yeah. ATL is just that movie could bring back so many memories. Every man. time, man, it's nostalgic. Every time, it's just, oh man, ATL, man. Atlanta is just, ah, uh, I could just talk about Atlanta all day. It's really yeah. special to me. But Bugs, where, where did you get that name? Was it your nickname, or how does it come so, into your life? So, I mean, it is actually my last name, man, B-U-G-G. That's my last name, Josh Bud. I guess as I got older and people became more uh, cool with me, I guess I just had one of those last names that became my first name, you feel me? Um, Yeah, so Bud's view eventually came about just on some trying to I guess create an entendre out of my name, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, shout out to my pops. That's her last name. <laughs> Man, I mean that's pretty simple. This is one of your favorite cartoons growing up. Did you like growing Looney up, Tunes? Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely like. I had the Bugs Bunny jersey and all that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Space Jam. That was my shit. Power Rangers. Um, Dragon Ball Z. I was one of those kids watching Pokemon and shit like that. Yes. Um, the Cell series was a legendary series. Oh, yeah. Dragon Ball Z history. Yeah, no, that was serious. That was serious. I love that one. That's when uh, Team Gohan got lit. Oh, man. He had on the purple John. He was coming through like Piccolo. I really used to like Trunks. I was like, yo, Trunks. Trunks was my guy too. I fuck with Trunks, Vegeta, I didn't know was my guy. And I like Vegeta because, like, Vegeta, I love that villain that's like, is he a villain? No, or not sure. like yeah. I like that like that's why you look at the Jokers the Banes like yeah. stuff like that have you seen Joker? nah I need to man I'm not gonna lie the, oh, I was a, a Heath Ledger fan so just knowing that they recreated something that was kind of without him I guess that's why I kind of took my time to go see it but I heard that it was definitely uh, worth the time and definitely need to go check that out ASAP because I fuck with the Joker character for sure. It's amazing. And I just think everybody, what I learned with listening to music, stuff like that, I still haven't listened to Wale album yet because I know oh, a great album, I got to be in the mood right. and stuff because you have to be ready with a listening ear. You can't listen just because it's Friday. Right. You can't watch it just because it's Friday. Right. You got to be ready. And it's smart. I let that thing go into the... Uh, I know it's amazing. Yeah. I just know it is. I, I just want to be in the right gym. vibe. I had just started, we started from top to bottom and I ain't even skip a song. I was on out in the gym just listening to it and really dissecting the album, you know what I'm saying? And he's 
talking that talk, man, I ain't mad at him. I, I definitely grew up on Wale, too, just as far as, like, I'm really not sure why my mom, like, not, of course, we was all introducing him with Nike boots and stuff like that, but I guess he resonated with my mom at some point, too, because, you know what I'm saying, she ended up having his CD attention deficit when it came out, and I maybe she had it more for me to listen to, but... Yeah, I, I I can go back to them. Like I, I fuck with all that. I really enjoy ambition, and the album about nothing is so such a major album that yeah. you know it just like the world it get it's hard at times because it's like you know he really speaks about speak like dealing with mental stuff and right. depression and stuff and like he wears his heart on his sleeves and it was right. like he was crucified for that and he still might be getting like thrown onto the fire because of that. And yeah. it's like, because of his actions, because of him telling you really how he feels, people treated the album about nothing, which getting Seinfeld to sit right. down with you, even though I'm not a Seinfeld fan, I know it's a big deal. Yeah, you know, man. like... Especially him being from where he's from, man, and just, you know what I'm saying, whether the label was behind that with the budget or not, I'm sure Seinfeld respected the statue that Riley has in order to do that and be a part of that. And he had great songs, like the White Shoes. is like, mm -hmm. he made super uplifting music, and it's like, yeah, he's human, and yeah, he feels some kind of way, but it's like, right. yo, the music he's giving us, but Ambition, the first song on that shit was like, oh my God. I right. was like, this shit is like... Because they had the guy from uh, Mint Condition. I don't know his name exactly. You're talking about, uh, oh, no, not Rafael Sadiq, there's somebody else. No, nah, it's, I don't know his name. I, I don't know his name, and it's going to bother me so bad. Yeah. But the guy from Mint Condition, right. pretty brown eyes for some of you yeah, who are thinking yeah. about him singing at the end, it's so soulful. It's like just letting the beat rock and then just him in it, and it's like, oh, man, it's yeah. just, man, it's just. I don't know, I just feel like, you know, like, we all go through shit, and Wale is a real one that wore his shit on his sleeves, like. Unapologetically. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. when you go through rough times, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with mm -hmm. disappointment or pain or, you know, just like maybe something not going your way? How do you right. cope with that? Well, nowadays, man, um, I mean, it's learned behavior at this point just because I've gone through the trimesters of when I was an adolescent, you know what I'm saying, self-medicating heavy. I was in the lean when I was in high school, you feel me, and then gone through some rough times that ended me up in um, anger management by default, you know what I'm saying, in order to make a situation go in a better scenario. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just exposed to a lot of different things that were... Uh, test my temperament. So over time, like, I've learned different techniques, whether it's from anger management or reading things or just taking myself out of the situation and just realizing it is what it is. Not even necessarily it is what it is, but necessarily having a um, perspective of the situation, especially when it involves a woman or something that's not going to matter a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, you know, I think that's what kind of helped me start judging things a little bit better, especially with the views that I no longer have, but I just know not to trip myself out of my position, you know, and I guess as I'm getting older, and I, I know definitely that uh, the law don't play, <laughs> no 
the lies don't pay. And it's not so. designed for you, black man. Nah, not at all. So with that being said, I just eight times out of ten for sure, for sure. If it comes to me acting off an impulse, I just take a second, breathe and second guess my decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I really feel like breathing is really like a underrated like thing like if you just like hey let me go in the stall mm-hmm. breathe for a minute like i really feel like that helps it really does like yeah. and i mean i think people throw around anxiety and stuff like that around and they don't have it they don't right. know what it is but i really do feel like exercises like breathing and and i work out too man as well i can't even lie like just as far as more tangible things i do aside aside from like you know when i'm trying to Call myself from a mental perspective, like did Muay Thai for a little bit. I'm heavily into the gun range, learning how to shoot early as a kid, just on some outdoor education shit. And uh, I mean, everybody ain't perfect, you know what I'm saying? I smoke, but I can't right now, you know, going through some things. Shout out Miss Wilson. Um, but worst case scenario, you know, as I grew older, especially once I guess I calmed down a little bit or knew like it's not that deep let me just go roll up real quick it ain't nothing to get physical about it ain't nothing to get out of my element about I'm just gonna take my mad ass down somewhere and sit down and you know put one up in the sky but um yeah I definitely tend not to get out of body no more cause it's not worth it I did as a, a teen a lot it was more explosive but I'm into preserving my energy nowadays. I'm, I mean, I think protecting your energy is such an underrated thing. And it's like a blessing that we here today having this conversation that like mm-hmm. a lot of brothers learn the hard way, either they in jail or they gone right. because their energy was like, they was wild at that time. And there's so many, if you look at real gangsters, when they reach a certain age, they're like, bro, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. I had no idea. I didn't care about nothing, right. like I was ready to risk it all for anything. They, they probably, no yeah, like Nipsey Hussle talk about a lot. He's like, you know, and that's why people loved him. He talked about fear of like, before he about to do a mission, he like, bro, I'm scared. But like, you know, like that rush overwhelm you and you just go ahead and do it. And he like, it's no wonder why we didn't get caught. Like my one of my favorite songs I listen to when I'm nervous or Stressed out is mm-hmm. I don't stress out like by Nipsey Hussle like he yeah. talks about a lot like in that song he talks about like you know I had a lot of stress Big right. Slam, Black Sam told me poke your chest out like you gotta do Straight this up. shit like Check yo his life yeah. is rough life is hard but you know like that's why he's always gonna be a legend he's always gonna be represented in my life because the shit he was like I never understood like the Tupac I was born in eighty seven so right. I. I couldn't really feel like, well, why are y'all so upset? Like, this dude died a long time ago. Right. But with Nipsey and in my life, I'm like, I get it. Now you know, I get it. It's like, same. That's how it resonated with me. Because, like, given I didn't feel Pac's death as much as everybody else, he definitely, you know, sparked interest in the side of me early once I got into his music and, I guess, got deeper into uh, culture from the music standpoint. And, like, Nipsey, I got introduced to him through Dom. Kennedy, you feel me, like, back in 2009, so I don't think the world really ever going to heal from that situation, at least from, like, our generation. It's kind of like how 
our folks forever gonna have a soft spot for the death of Whitney Houston and the death of Michael Jackson, you know, people like that. Um, even with me, uh, aside from Nipsey, the only one I really felt like that was Amy Winehouse for real. Um, definitely a big fan of her. And if somebody that reminds me of her, that is that right there so much Summer Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, what I love the most about people like them, when people see them, they're going to judge them off top. Mm-hmm. Look at his, you know, tattoos right. and look at the hair is over here and this. Right. And they open that mouth and start singing and it's Song like, yeah. whoa. Like, it's right. literally, I love nothing more than you proving somebody wrong when they judge you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk... You know, off mic to you about I was around some real people right. that was perceived as gang members and right. this and that, and they were the most gentlemen, better than anybody else. Cause real gangsters know they ain't gotta do all the raw raw shit. Right. It's only when it's time yeah, to go. It's time to go. Gentlemen, I don't know no OGs that's out here that's still doing wild shit. You know what I'm saying? They got families yeah. and kids and different. You know, kids within the community that they adopt based off of certain circumstances that they trying to show a better way. You feel me? Like even the young young OG Ben Staples, he talked about just being in his neighborhood and how he had kids knowing like regardless if he from the set, that's not what's going on in 2019, 2018, back when he first got on that. You know what I'm saying? Like gang banging ain't where where it's at from a violence standpoint. At least you feel me and me. I know people that bang for real, for real. And I just remember when colors wasn't really something that was a thing anymore. It was more so, if anything, neighborhood beef. But aside from that, motherfuckers was really like not trying to die over no colors, you know what I'm saying? But it's love for all sides. It's definitely, unfortunately, through death, you see a lot of unification in the gang culture nowadays ever since Nipsey's passing. What I was saying was the meaning of blood. Let me pull it up on my phone when I find it. Well, we were trying to find the meaning of Crip. Right. It was like community, I think revolutionized. I had to do Rod G-Star type. If y'all listen to that episode, he breaks it down like all the way. Um, but blood is like brotherly love, organized. Oh, man, I got to find it. But, I mean, what I want to break down basically is that the stigma, and I'm holding my hand, my phone right in my hand, <laughs> like the stigma is behind it. So the meaning of blood means brotherly love overrides oppression and destruction. And Crip is pretty much the same thing. Like they were formed to like, a lot of black people was getting beat on by the police and stuff like that. And it was a lot of things. And they was like, no, nah, man, we not dealing with that. So you had the bloods brotherly love then you had the Crips and they both was like fighting against white people trying to beat them up for no reason and the police trying to beat them up like yo you gotta beat all of us up so I'm always gonna do my platform it's like represent that like all these people are not bad people they just you know product of their environment or product of their circumstance you know and that's you know that's what that is so photography were you into Photography first, or what other entrepreneur things were you into first? Um, so, I mean, growing up, it was really into, I, I was into fashion. Um, 
my aunt, she worked for a lot of different brands and was styling different people in the music industry and things of that nature through these brands, more so from a product placement standpoint. And um, I got heavily into fashion through Pharrell, so I wanted to be on my, I wanted to have my own streetwear line. And uh, me and my cousin, we had a brand called Beyond back in 2011. And that was one of the things that I guess put me on the pathway to what I was trying to do when I was in college and the creative direction side and I got into uh, retail fashion uh, heavy. But photography was kind of always there for real, for real, because my, my mom and my, my dad and my stepmom, they was always into just like baby pictures and I guess capturing the growth up until about 12, 13, and when they kind of, when I kind of stopped wanting them to take pictures of me, they would at least send me on my way when I would go to camps or like out of town to visit my family with disposable cameras and things of that nature. So it was always there for real, man. And in uh, high school, my freshman year, my, my bro Devin, he gave me a Nikon DX and he was in the music and producing and stuff like that. And my space was hot, so he was like, hey, everybody, you can use this camera, and then whenever I need some work, just fuck with me, you know what I'm saying? Keep my, my content flowing in. And I was at 14, man, so I've kind of just, even with the fashion, being at the forefront, I still was just like handy with a camera, and then used to help one of the, well, my, my mom's friend, Auntie Deb, I used to help her out at church with her camera sometimes, so. It's just always been something I love, I guess, like, that was kind of embedded in me, I guess. Yeah, I think... Indirectly, at least. Yeah, like, photos is like, they say if your house is burning up, what do you want? Like, I want the photos, I mean, and now I should go to Walmart or something and scan them in and get them on Mm -hmm. disc and back them up and stuff like that because, I mean, these are things, if you look at an old, old picture... It's amazing to see stuff like that, man. Like, yeah. somebody could show you something old and that's cool, but, like, if you see your grandparents and all you know of them is looking one way, and you see them, like, when they was 19, 20, right. and they vibe, maybe, like, you know, the Harlem Renaissance era, maybe they had nice suits or right. long dresses. They, You know, they look nice. It's just a different kind of vibe. And it's a, man, pictures is just, man, it's, it's everything. It's I think one of the best things I've seen, like, uh, old, like, the first form of, like, Black Love, it was on Twitter or something, like, I think, like, almost a year ago now. It shows something from, like, in the 1800s. It was, like, a guy and his girl, he just was kissing her on the cheek, and it was, like, a film role. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see it actually on Twitter, but that's just, like, I guess I can attest to that, man, as far as just knowing how grateful... I am for uh, film film photography. Like, that's what I've been on for real, for real since, like, 2015. And I just know how uh, nostalgic, no matter what, even in this day and time, like, how that, those pictures come out and feel. Like, film has definitely uh, made a comeback, if you will, over the last few years. Huge, huge. How now, confidence, have you always... You talk about you easily talk to the ladies your whole life. <laughs> Have you always had that confidence, or was there any time where you wasn't really that confident? Uh, yeah, I guess like early, like as a as a kid, kid, you know, like maybe first or second grade, but it wasn't too long before like 
I guess when I was confident and when I was wearing and then I was fast, I guess, and good at basketball and soccer. So I guess my confidence level came up through my, my grandmother for sure, my mom's side, shout out my grandma Sheila. And then just like the confidence you develop through sports for sure. You know, you gotta, uh, that's one thing I think I remember learning for sure, for sure, when it was coming down to like free throws or swinging the ball at the bell or kicking the goal, you know. Um, do it with confidence. So, yeah, like. Um, confidence is major, but like with confidence, it also comes down moments. And I'll tell right. we'll share our worst outfits like okay yeah so i already told you about my prom fit pink suit yeah. killer cam shout out to him you know yeah. it was a whole vibe this is 2006 right i had that pink outfit but that's not the worst one when it comes to mind yeah. i remember going to middle school dances which when you trying to find your swag right. or whatever you want to call it right and i pulled up with the fresh Hot Topic Vegeta shirt oh, man. and some big old slacks and some like oh. wallaby style Tims. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. this fit is disgusting looking back. Yeah. But when I put that Vegeta shirt on, the button down Vegeta joint, oh, it was yeah, blue. I know what you're talking about. Oh, out of Hot Topic, yeah. people wasn't on Hot Topic. Black yeah. people wasn't on Hot right. Topic yet. Man, you can tell me shit. I was like, hard. bro. So what is an outfit that you look back at and you be like, yo, what the fuck was I doing? Shit, probably like in fifth grade, that was the last time I probably had one of them type moments for real, for real, because by the time I got to middle school, I was really heavily into like skate culture. So I was on Ed Hardy heavy. I was into my, my BBC heavy, but... Um, What's a, I, give us an outfit where you like looking back oh yeah, or no, a picture that I, you like, oh no. Well, I, I'll give you the outfit first because this one comes with no picture, but probably like fifth grade, I, uh, I had the, the matching FUBU jeans set. It was the metallic <laughs> red, gray, black, shiny motherfucker. And then I had the FUBU <laughs> Fat Albert shirt. It was not the platinum black. FUBU. Yeah, the oh. shirt with his face uh, really big from the chest to the stomach he had the, the, the uh, yellow collar that was probably the most wildest fit I had that nobody would ever see but then I guess it wasn't always just cool I mean I, I guess that was cool at the point in time even with me having the skateboard swag but the black boy black the black boy white boy swag era when everybody's wearing American Eagle and Aeropostle and stuff like that. I think I had Black Boy Swag, White Boy Tags. Yeah. That was the party like a rock star. Yeah, yeah so all that, that. I got pictures roaming around Facebook where I was on my American Eagle Aeropostle house and swag, uh, man. Did you have a MySpace? Yeah, my MySpace oh. was probably, my, my top my, my top eight was hard too. Oh good. <laughs> Actually like, yo, do you still talk to anybody in your top eight? Actually, yeah, I got shout like, out couple, to them, man. Shout them out, man. What's their Instagrams and all that? Man. Shout out to Devin Loud, man. That's my brother. Um, he doing big things in this world. Devin Loud on Instagram. Um, shit, Corey Ross, ugly ass. He down there in Dallas. That's my brother. No funny business. Sorry. Shout out to my whole family. Um, and that's about it as of right now. Off the top, this is I know some couple girls' names that I can't remember right now, but. 
I know I still follow him on Instagram for sure. Oh, man, it's just like, oh, man, that's why I'm like with the podcast. I'm like, man, let's laugh. Let's have a good yeah. time. Let's tell some stories nobody knows. Like, yeah. I, I just like that just to create a whole vibe, man. Yeah. Like, so I really be thinking about that, like, a lot lately. So I was like, let me just ask people, like, I mean, it's not going to be this forever. But, like, right. today, it's like, how much money is enough? And when I say that, I mean, it's like. People have $100 million, $200 million, $300 million, and still won't settle for a contract or this or that right. that's like uh, this, or they won't say something because it's right. going to ruin this money. Right. You know, right now, I don't get into political shit, but right mm-hmm. now LeBron is going through some shit. Y'all can figure it out because right. I'm not going to put it out there, but he going through his own shit, controversies, and right. it's like, like, how much money to you, I guess, today? For your lifestyle, because I think money and happiness is two different things. Right. It's somebody that got all the money in the world It's not happy, and it's no, somebody sure. outside, like what we talk about, that maybe things ain't going the best, maybe they ain't got no place to stay, but, right. you know, they, they happy. They had a good day today. Maybe yesterday and a couple of years wasn't bad, but today maybe they made that breakthrough. Maybe they made that step towards rehabbing right. themselves or whatever. Right. Like So to you, like, what's the number maybe... And it ain't gonna stay this way forever. Right. But today, what's a number like where you think you're like, you know what? If I had that number, I could be straight with that. I mean, shit, like 24 ain't gonna lie. Just as far as certain upbringings and things that I've, uh, I guess I feel like I work for the lowest double digit million dollar range, for real, for real, could keep me on like a 10 mil. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it could keep me sustainable and keep me and my family that's still here, you know what I'm saying, well off long enough for me to, whether it was going to turn into investments or whichever that would be to make it multiply. But I feel like that's a base level number for sure, for sure. That would keep me good and my family good for a real good, for real. And, man, that's what I think about. It's like, I mean, you don't really, I mean, it's like, how much do you need? Like me, I like to travel. Right. And I mean, I don't want to work for somebody, so I will have to do my own thing. But it's like, like that, like 10 million for me, I could make that stretch. But obviously, I can't travel and not be productive all day. So I would be thinking with my 10 million, I cannot make money. You know, I remember watching a long time ago. Something on Jennifer Lopez, MTV Diary was the shit. I used to love yeah. watching that. And she bought a house, and she was like, it make me feel good no matter what. If I lose everything, I could still, you know, you got to pay the taxes and right. shit like that. But she like, yo, I can stay in this house forever. Right. Like, you know, so I was like, yo, that shit's cool. Like, you get you a nice little house. We live in Georgia, so right. we could go somewhere, like. Fat for a good $250,000, $250,000. I mean, get a gate, get everything. It could be really straight, man. Like some acres. You could be really right, Right. really right for that price. But, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right to me, man. And for me, lately, another thing on my mind is, like, I'm like, nah, I don't want to get no depressed, but it's a lot of bad stuff in the world. Mm -hmm. But, for, like, when is the last time or have you ever had a happy cry? Like the other day at my work, and I've been getting a lot of support lately mm-hmm. on my photography, and I'm like, yo, right. 
like I was at work like damn like really glassy eye like oh yeah. shit it's kind of like you know like yeah. allergy season or right. some shit right, right. like just showing the love and people just like DMing me because right. I took a photo of maybe their favorite artist or something or they just like yo this nigga really went and doing it like I'll get right. into places that I don't know how I get into them right. I don't have no real connections like that except for a few I'm just me showing up right. on my finesse game. <laughs> right. <And get laughs> like in, New York City finesse game. Like, so really that support, man, it really like, man, it just brought me to tears. Like, yeah. damn, like, wow, like the support, it means a lot. I think all of us is dealing with this shit on top of our shoulders, which is our brain, and that right. shit get hard at yeah, times. Sure. Like dealing with everyday life, that shit is like, yo, that shit is rough. Like your brain knows you so it right. can play tricks on you all the time so yeah. have you ever had a happy cry I don't yeah, want to no, get in a depressed often, man. That, that, that happens often just often just like to pinpoint the most recent one it was just a bright sunny day man the sky was blue as hell and had some good music playing and I had some good reminiscent moments I guess you could say that just brought some happy tears to my eyes man like it wasn't anything too deep or nothing like that I was just more so thankful for the day and it hit me in the best way I guess yeah. I think that's when you like really look back at like how far you came right and like to some people what you think is a success would be like oh that don't really mean shit but to you it means something it right, means something right, right. really really special so I think the stigma of crying being weak and mm-hmm. shit like that it's like you know I don't I'm like nah I'm keeping my podcast happy I ain't gonna hey, that shit lame as hell, bro. Like I, I remember like shit. Shout out to my boy Markedrick. He was at his care. He did this thing called Super Soul Sundays, and this was when I was just with him. Super Soul Clean Sundays at his crib. He would just clean his crib to gospel music, and from there we're going him into him painting these beautiful classical art pieces that he was making. We in the crib smoking big blunts to gospel, but it's just like. Emotion. Yeah, 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 to say the least, you know what I'm saying? And it really just had me feeling like, damn, yeah. I didn't feel like I was doing it wrong, but of course, me smoking and then being deeply emotionally attached to music the way I am anyway, still being raised in the church as well, like, it hit different knowing about different energies in the universe rather than just listening to gospel music on the way to church with my mom on Sunday, you feel me? Like, I'm in my own time. I'm in one of my best homies, you feel me? And, and we just have a church our own way, if you will, you feel me, through praise and worship and art and just, you know what I'm saying? We, we talking to God in our own way now. And I don't think there's no, I think all religion says the same thing different ways. To me personally, I'm like, all of it, it's the same thing different ways and right. even if you don't prescribe to one specifically you can have your own relationship right. with whatever as long as you're a good person mm-hmm. can't nobody knock what you do like I, like so you can't tell somebody like if you're very nice humble courteous to everybody right. but you don't have a religion you're a bad person I personally don't believe that right. but you know everybody's to each his own and I you know I also promote like we could disagree and still be brothers at the end of the day. Like, right. yo, like, just because I don't like what you like, 
That don't mean we gotta fight about it. It's yeah. just like, yo, let's shit, talk. Even if we do sometimes, you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. If we really is brothers and they get to some shit like that, to where it's just like, that's just what they gotta be. It make you be feel no better reason. at the end of the day. Yeah, and there shouldn't be no reason why we can't, you know, let bygones be bygones at the end of the day. If it does cross that, because if not, then it really wasn't genuine. But even still, like, even if it doesn't go to that extent, sometimes people do have to realize, and like I said, it's just a maturity level that come as you age. But, you know what I'm saying? We can agree to disagree and everything still be good. Like, it ain't that deep. We don't got to just be yes men to each other. No, and and I think it's important, like, I had a good conversation with my family earlier that we had to get a, like, it wasn't an argument at all. It was, like, an understanding of, like, yo, this is where I stand, this is where you stand. And for most people, it could be uncomfortable, but it felt great to know if you feel a way, you're going to say something. If I feel a way... I'm going to say something. I think of right. certain celebrities that got, like, drug issues or this mm-hmm. or that, but because they bring in so much money, ain't nobody going to say shit. Right. Nobody going to say nothing. Like, right. I even think of, like, back in the day with, like, Cortez said something to Lil Wayne. Like, it was like, bro, like, I don't like who you becoming. Lil Wayne was hot as fuck. Right. But it was like, bro, I don't really like who you coming. And I remember a world star was getting big at the time, and they showed a clip of, Lil Wayne throwing stuff at him, like, oh, you know. But it was like he was being real with you, and he was foreshadowing, and he seen the bad shit that was coming. And those people, you need to keep around you. Because the yes men, when you ain't got no more money, guess who not going to be around? They not going to be around. So even, like, when it comes to your mom, your dad, like, as you blow up, because I know you're going to be out of here with everything you're doing with photography and your mind and your positive vibe alone, as all of us continue to grow in anything we do and whoever listen, you got to keep the right people around you. Like, mm-hmm. if you firm on what you believe in, you be like, no, nah, fuck, like, I hear you, but, like, this is my beliefs. Right. But you got to keep people around you that are going to tell you, like, yo, you got your ass on your shoulders right now. Yeah, that is. Like, you can't have a bunch of yes men. That's why I'm thankful for the women in my life, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ever, whether we still... On speaking terms, or even to the ones that I don't get to speak to every day, but I know we still even love there. Like I know, and, and vice versa. When we get in these bags, that's not the best, and we acting out or just get too much in a depressed bag. Like I know there's people there that's definitely gonna snap me out of it. And the same, like they know who who follow me know when they come to me, and know when I'm definitely getting that uh, attitude just what they need for sure, for sure. And that's what I feel like, too. Like, right now, we in a real weird time where it's, like, it's a lot of awareness, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of trickery when it comes to, like, depression and anxiety. It's, like, everybody will feel like I have depression and anxiety, but, like, right. sometimes you don't really know what that really is. Like, right. these depression anxiety, these people, like, can't get out the bed. They right. don't want to eat. They don't want to watch Euphoria. Euphoria was, like, the shit. Right. Like, anybody, like... Knowing you got to pee, but don't even get up to pee. Like, I mean, that's depression. Like, we all going to have bad days. You know what I'm saying? Like, anxiety, like, Wale broke it down. Like, on Breakfast Club, it was like, everybody's talking regular, but it sounds fast. And then your heart is pounding and thing. Like, we got to be careful with that. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I love that, on the flip side, we having these conversations in the black community, people going to therapy, having an unbiased opinion or talking to their homie like bro like 
I'm sad. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I'm, you know, like, we got this stigma, like, yo, I got to be raw, raw, toughest nigga in the room. I don't never get sad about shit. Like, I don't know, like, but I noticed that, like, most people that are really gangster on some, like, violent shit, right. they have trauma in their life. Sure. Like, super, they seen things that none of us and no child, no, you know, so it's a young man or grown man serving life right now that right. shouldn't have seen the shit he's seen, and now he is where he is. And right. it's, it sucks that it got to that. Or you in the grave. And, you know, right. for me, with my platform, I'm like, yo, I'm only telling uplifting stories, or maybe we can get to the, like, sad parts of your life, but then we gonna always get to the triumph, man. Right, no. And we, we here now, man. We yeah. at Cam Kirk Studios. The best of the best of the best. Tell man. me about what Cam Kirk Studios means to you. Man, it's a... Uh... Shit, to say the least, not even on no cliche shit, it's life-changing for sure, like... Knowing the path that I was on, even with the steps to success I was making, man. Once I was introduced to it, it was like, how could I have missed this step with, with, with not making myself a part of this infrastructure, you know? Um, and it's not a time where I'm not in the building and it's not like therapeutic, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really come in here with no baggage. Even if it is something going on, it ain't even mental capacity for me, I don't even have the mental capacity to think about it once I enter these walls just cause like I know all the good that be going on here and just how, you know what I'm saying, work is set up for me when I'm in here creating, you feel me? Um, but I'm thankful for the whole fam, man. There's a lot of love. It's a lot of love that's, that's given and that I give back, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my family over here. Man, shout out to, man, Skrill Davis. Right. Boy Ari, man. My boy Ari, that's my boy. Shout out to Marley. Shout out to Marley. Shout out to Marley. Shout out to Brandon. Kavinci, man. Hey, shout out to my boy Kenny. He had a third concept tonight. He's gonna go crazy. Shout out to Marco. Goddamn, shout out to T Will. Shout out to Maddie. Shout out to Goddamn RB. What's popping? Where you at, bro? I don't know where you at, but I know you probably going crazy on the graphics somewhere. Who else? The legend Cam Kirk yourself. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Boss Man. I know you over there at Magic enjoying a nice meal. Some good scenery over there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to whole family, man. Man, it, man, like I said, every time I come here, it's all love. It's never like... They do a lot of Hollywood shit, but I can never say, like, yo, right. y'all acting Hollywood. Like, no. It's been always love, man, and everybody come get that free hour. There's no excuses. Yeah. I'm trying to tell y'all, man, like, go create something, man. Go try. Go to a workshop or just catch yeah. a vibe. Just go in here and get inspired. Like, you just want to look at it, you know? Yeah, I'll be, I'll, you know, I'm nervous. My confidence, but coming in here is like, it all goes away. It yeah. all goes away, man, as soon as you step in Camp Kirk Studio. So what's next for you, man? Bugs. Yeah, Young legend, what are, what, are, what are we expecting from you, and what are you working on, and all yeah. that? Uh, to say the least, man, I'm back in shooting mode, so I'm just creating again and doing things on a day-to-day basis that's just uh, feeding my motivation and inspiration. So, like, um, aside from just making sure I'm shooting every week, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around my first two exhibitions. Uh, 
angels on earth and feel out forever. I love you. It's documented now, so don't nobody steal that idea, man. I got uh, angels on earth that's going to be coming. I'm not sure, but I know it's going to be my dedication to women, man. And I'm excited to have all the beautiful queens that's going to be a part of that project to allow me to shoot them. And um, feel out forever. I love you. That's going to... What's gonna come after? Still no specific date, but I know those are just gonna be my first two thank yous, for real, for real, to the to the women that's a part of my life and um, just women in general. You know what I'm saying? Even if I don't know you, it's still a deep appreciation for y'all. And um, feel like F I L Y. That's gonna be my thank you to the city, man. I'm gonna follow up with that and. Yeah, y'all just be on the lookout when it's time. It's going to be time, and I just hope everybody comes out and they uh, feel the love and energy I put into that. Man, Atlanta, man, it's just this place, man, your vibe, man, everything is just good, man. So I always like to end it off, speak it into existence, right. man, five years from now or your legacy. Yeah. It's anything you want. Like, that's really all it is. It's what you want to get out there and put out there today, whatever's on your mind? Uh, well, I'll keep it short and sweet for short term goals. Uh, I definitely see myself uh, in a different stature of being a creative director and a photographer for sure, for sure. And then uh, I see myself getting into like movies and music more making those collide, like I'm into cinematography as well, so I kind of want to, you know, score movies and things of that nature. I definitely plan on nurturing my music side again. I used to be in the band and can read music and shit. I had drumline dreams. So I want to I wanna get into the piano, man. Like, I feel like that's a great place to start when it comes to learning how to produce and then just add that to visuals in the future and then get into the movie score. Cinematography standpoint, you know, still gonna keep it predominantly visual, you know, as far as short term goes. And I guess a wild card would be getting back into fashion, some type of degree. You know, I'm never really gonna uh, lose my love for that. But yeah, short term goals: my my music side, my photography, cinematography side, and my uh, creative direction side. They'll definitely be colliding real peacefully soon. And then other than catching you at Cam Kirk Studios, because I always see you, man. You're always yeah. around. Yeah. You're always helpful, man. Man, great energy. Yeah, How can you that. be reached? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram at BugsView, B-U-G-G-S, View. And what else? I don't have no other hand on me. My email is attached to my Instagram, so if you don't want to... DM me, you can always hit the email tab and they'll bring you right there to contact me. Other than that, man, catch me in Cascade, catch me in Magic, or Keith. Man, <laughs> that's beautiful, man, and this is recorded.